This is Chris Dufault. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Crookston, Minnesota. I'm pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conan and Tyler Donaldson. Temperatures are expected to become significantly colder later this week. World Weather Incorporated says highs will drop from the 20s and 30s today into the negative and positive single digits by Saturday and Sunday. Overnight lows will drop into the negative 20s with a few 30 below degree readings along the Canadian border. The northern plains will miss most of the heavy snow that is currently moving across the Midwest. Total snow accumulations are expected to range from a dusting to three inches. A group is at the state capitol in Pierre, South Dakota today to demonstrate their feelings on the importance of individuals' property rights. South Dakota Farmers Union President Doug Somke is part of that crowd. We've been told that we're we're just a small uh, group that's making a lot of noise, and I guess we want to show everybody that that's not necessarily the case. And we've got some uh, new people that have become involved and uh, want to present them and, and have them uh, share their voice as well. When this uh, summit group came into the state and started flexing their muscle, using the laws against uh, property owners, uh, especially for eminent domain for private gain, that's was a, a bridge too far for many of us. And uh, so right now we're trying to, to uh, you know, make sure the legislators and others around the state understand this isn't about ethanol. This is about property rights. Somke says their cause is gaining support. This is about the wrongful use of eminent domain. We have to have some reform in that respect. Local control is, is a very uh, popular and in, in, in the most uh, closest thing to democracy that we have, uh, according to our Constitution. And, there's some that will want to take that away. So we'll be talking a lot about that today. Um, Amanda uh, Ratke, a longtime uh, spokesman for advocate for agriculture, uh, she'll be one of the speakers today. That's, she's probably going to be the main speaker, I would say, uh, one of the newest uh, persons and, and well-known people that joined our group. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association has submitted comments on the draft guidance from the Food and Drug Administration for defining durations of use for medically important antimicrobial drugs fed to feed-producing animals. NCBA Chief Veterinarian Dr. Kathy Simmons hopes any changes are made all at once to provide clarity. This is part of the agency's five-year plan for 2024 to 2028. It was also in the plan in 2018 to 2023. So, you know, I think a lot of it will be based on what the drug sponsors tell the agency they will be able to do and in what time frame they will be able to do it. We have support the uh, comments of uh, the pharmaceutical industry that this be implemented not in a tiered fashion, but in a everybody doing it at once that makes it easier for the veterinarians that you know this will all happen at a certain given date for all products one challenge this type of guidance presents is that different areas of the country face different disease pressures especially with some of these diseases that are vector-borne like the anaplasmosis where we see variations in the vector uh, season based on the geography and climate of the area that you're raising cattle uh, that's especially one that, that I think will be difficult. Some of these, they may not be able to give a specific duration. They may have to just uh, publish a maximum duration, and that won't be easy to publish either. 
Bird flu continues to surge through the nation, leading to the euthanization of millions of chickens and ducks. Over 10.5 million birds nationwide have been impacted over the last month, according to USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. Of the 63 flocks infected, 37 were commercial. Egg prices are still half of what they were during last year's surge, though prices have risen 12% in the last month. Mexico has ended their zero-duty treatment of pork, beef, and poultry through 2024. The decree was originally made in May of 2022 as a way to combat rising food prices. U.S. Meat Export Federation Vice President of Economic Analysis Aaron Bohr explains. The inflationary reduction efforts by several countries, that's when the Mexican government first implemented zero tariffs on all imports of beef, pork and poultry. Not completely unheard of because Mexico had previously introduced temporary tariff-free quotas for import. Similar to the U.S., inflation in general has been coming down. So we kind of had a sense that they may go ahead and let that temporary tariff exemption expire at the end of 2023. But they extended it again through the end of 2024. And so now it's kind of become a longer term policy. And the benefits of the suspended tariffs impact Europe and Brazil. Due to a recent court ruling, the U.S. has become a bigger supplier. Those exports from Brazil had ticked up above 5,000 metric tons a month. But then in late November, a Mexican court actually halted the access for Brazil related to their sanitary access. So the court case has resulted in at least a temporary suspension of Brazilian pork entering Mexico. 90% of our exports are chilled and difficult for Brazil to compete head on. So our share of total exports of pork to Mexico actually increased from the prior two years to 84%. So that Brazilian product that is made in Rhodes, they were taking market share from Canada and Brazil took share from Europe. The Philippines has extended a lower tariff rate on imported pork for the third straight year. This change began in 2021 with a shortage of pork associated with African swine fever. U.S. pork exports to the Philippines increased nearly 80 percent, reaching a record $205 million. Exports have backed off from these levels, but are still significantly higher than previously seen. The Houthi militant group is continuing to attack ships on the Red Sea, and it is increasing the cost of ocean transportation. Major shipping companies have diverted their ships from the region and sailed around the southern tip of Africa when making the trip to Southeast Asia. The Drury World Container Index, which tracks global container shipping rates, says rates increased more than 60% in the first week of the year. Insurance costs for these shipments have also skyrocketed. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Global headlines and trade relationships are a high priority for the renewable and biofuel industries. Growth Energy General Counsel Joe Kakish says Brazilian imports were an issue in 2023 that will continue into 2024. 2023 saw in Brazil a pretty significant imbalance in the tariffs that are imposed um, on American ethanol. That's a real sticking point for us, and we're really trying to think through the best ways for us to advocate that that balance gets remedied. What we don't want to be in a situation where American policy actually incentivizes the importation of Brazilian sugarcane ethanol when there is already available feedstock 
of corn ethanol in the United States. You know, there are some bright spots, which is the increase in Canadian imports um, after their passage of their recent regulations. We have seen that the Canadian market really recognize the value of, of biofuels generally and biofuels blending. There are other trade relationships that show potential for growth in 2024, while other items will need to be watched closely. Uh, another bright spot is in Japan, where they have broadened their market to allow for ethanol importations for the full uh, you know, market for what's called ethyl uh, EDE. Uh, and we're continuing you know, try to continue that, expand that success in Asia and elsewhere. I think one thing that's on the horizon that is particularly concerning is in the, in the EU, which has um, some pretty onerous restrictions on the types of biofuels that are being imported into the block. And so we're going to be continuing to keep our eye on that, um, on, on those governments as well. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending January 4 shows corn inspections for the week at 857,000 metric tons. That is 50 percent more than the previous week and 113 percent more than the same week last year. Soybean inspections of 675,000 metric tons are down 33 percent from the previous week and 55 percent below the same week a year ago. Wheat inspections of 491,000 metric tons are 78% more than the previous week and 134% more than the same week a year ago. For the marketing year, corn inspections are running 28% ahead of last year's pace. Soybean inspections are 21% less than a year ago and wheat inspections are down 16% from a year ago. Acres and Shares is reporting 90 shares of American Crystal Sugar Company stock sold during the week ending January 5th. The average price was $5,421 per share with a high of $5,525 and a low of $5,400 per share. So far this trading season, 2,955 shares have been sold at an average price of $5,227 per share. Maristem Crop Performance's microbe delivery system will be available to sugar beet growers this year. The Revline hopper throttle, powered by the biocapsule technology, was used in corn and soybeans this past year. This product is specifically formulated to bring fertility to the crop through biologicals. In a statement, Maristem officials said biocapsule technology results in fast emergence and a strong stand as well as better plant health for the entire season. Much of Brazil and Paraguay will see regular rounds of rain and favorable conditions for crop development over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says rains will be frequent enough to slow field work at times. Argentina will continue to see favorable conditions for crop development as well. Regular rounds of showers and thunderstorms are expected over the next 10 days. Country Futures Market Mark marketing analyst Daryl Holliday says the wheat and beans continue to pull the market lower. It was a rough start to the, on the grain side for the year. And again, just the fundamentals, we just were on the, we kind of had our window for exports of corn and beans and U.S. did. And now you've put rain in Brazil and the last starting late December and their offers are well below ours uh, whether you talk about meal out of Argentina for April May or <clears throat> beans out of Brazil March April May although well below US bean offers and same goes with not not so much with corn but it's certainly with beans and that kind of dragging along with the wheat 
Livestock markets have been trading choppy. Go to rrfn.com. Sign up for our weekly Red River Farm Network e-newsletter. FarmNet News hits your email inbox every Monday. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Lowen and Associates Market Analyst Matt Hines says the wheat complex has been leading the grains lower. Grains definitely getting hammered after pretty slow, you know, holiday trading for the past couple of weeks, that's for sure. A little surprise wheat's the leader lower today, but yeah, and the main pressure still improved weather in Brazil and just in general, you know, lack of export demand uh, for the fall crops. We've got you know, March corn down into new contract lows and beans into new recent lows. Uh, we haven't been this low since this past summer. So we'll see if we get any uh, short covering, you know, throughout the middle of the week. It wouldn't surprise me if we rallied a little bit uh, ahead of the mass data dump here we've got coming from USDA on Friday. After opening mix, the livestock market has been chopping around. South Dakota Farm Bureau State Policy Director Matthew Bogue says he expects Farm Bill to remain the biggest priority in 2024 following the American Farm Bureau's annual convention coming up later this month. You know, American Farm Bureau, they have their convention coming up in January, so a lot of the um, directions going forward will take place at, at that time. But, you know, Farm Bill is the big one. Um, we're definitely wanting to make sure that we have one, but with a presidential election year you never know what will ultimately happen but i'd say at this point farm bill is number one taking a look at markets before we leave you minneapolis march wheat trading nine cents lower at 703 may down eight and a half at 711 and three quarters chicago wheat 18 and a half lower at 597 and a half kansas city down 12 at 616 march corn five and three quarters cents lower at 455 July corn five and three quarters lower as well at 478. March soybeans down 10 and three quarters at 1245 and a half. May soybeans nine and a half lower at 1254 and three quarters. Soybean meal trading a penny a ton lower at 368.50. Canola in Winnipeg five dollars 20 cents a metric ton lower at 613.70. February live cattle. 30 cents lower at 170.27. April live cattle, 15 cents lower at 173.25. January feeder cattle, $1.37 higher at 224.50. February lean hogs, 60 cents higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.